Okay. Let's do it. Bill, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Bill Hill from uh, Bitcoin Island, Philippines. Bill, welcome, man. Ah, thank you. Um, I've been following you guys on, on Twitter, and it was sort of a mutual friend, Tony Rooney, put me in contact with you, say, you got to get on and chat to the lads and find out what's going on. I was like, 100%, Jim, follow them on Twitter. I'd be happy to. So I'm delighted to have this conversation. Yeah, I just had a few too many drinks with him the other night, so... <laughs> That's what happens when you hang around with Irish boys. I don't know Tony, but I'm <laughs> but I'm assuming he's Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very Irish. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is not what I meant. I just meant the accent. But <laughs> we hear you. We understand, man. Don't worry. Uh, tell us, Bitcoin Island, Philippines, for people who haven't heard of it. What is it, and, and what's going on, man? The stage is yours. Okay. So we we think we are the highest density of Bitcoin adoption outside of El Salvador. Uh, we are a tiny little island. It's uh, 10 square kilometers. And I would say that, uh, you know, most of it is on about a third of that. So we have 250 businesses on the island that accept Bitcoin today. I myself, um, I live here. I've been here for seven months. And the last time I used an ATM was in August. Right now it is mid-January. So you are able to live very, very much on Bitcoin alone here. I don't take it to a ridiculous extreme. You know, sometimes you just got to pay for uh, a cab with, uh, with pesos. But it's pretty easy to live only on Bitcoin here. Wow, that's incredible. That's deadly. Now, my, yeah, yeah. My, so our oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, like, we're in the opposite end of the spectrum here in uh, in Dublin, Ireland, and we 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 rarely get to use it. Uh, at Bitcoin Amsterdam was a time when I started to use Lightning, and I really started to experience the, the speed of it and the convenience of it. And it's awesome. So, yeah, fantastic. Go ahead, man. Sorry for cutting across you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I would say that our businesses are probably about 50-50 broken up between tourist-oriented and local-oriented. Uh, so uh, the average stay as a vacation here on the island is three days, and I think it would be pretty damn easy to have a great vacation here only on Bitcoin. Uh, from the moment you arrive at the airport, we have tour agencies four of them that for, you know, I think about uh, 1,200 pesos, what is that, um, about 20, 25 bucks, they will pick you up at the airport. This is all paid in sats. I'm just moving it to dollars for the, the global audience here. So they'll pick you up at the airport, uh, get you through the lines to get on the ferry, and then once you get on the next ferry going out, it will put you on one of these little golf carts that are the main form of transportation and bring you directly to your hotel. You can book your hotel before you leave, email them, they'll tell you their invoice URL and you can pay your deposit with Bitcoin before you come. And then you can settle up the bill with Bitcoin when you get here. We've got about 12, 15 different hotels here. So we've got some super high end, way at the end uh, end of the island, no one around kind of private beach 
resort. We've got right in the middle of party town. Uh, we've got really, really inexpensive hotels. So we've got a, the full gamut of hotels that are available. Wow. Sounds awesome. What sort of, it, it sounds quite, quite a, a, a bespoke sort of small island. What sort of population is on it? I think we've got about 12,000 people on the island. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that small. <laughs> no, uh, uh, people, people can live pretty densely here. So yeah, big families. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mentioned to you that I had, uh, my brother ran a, uh, he set up an Irish bar. Of course he did out in, uh, in, uh, Dowen, which is, um, well, I won't tell you where it is. It's in the Philippines. I can't remember exactly where, but it's still there to this day, even though my brother has since come home. Uh, the Finbar is still out there, a little bit of Irish heritage on the road. It's still there. So I visited the Philippines. I really enjoyed it. I love the people. I like the culture. It seems like a fun place. Um, and uh, yeah, no, so so this would be a, like, has the Bitcoin element brought any extra tourism? Is, are, are you seeing that Bitcoiners are, are, are supporting it's it or is it just trying to get the word out? So we kind of crashed onto the scene unexpectedly. Um, no one really knew that we were doing the work here for, I'd say, the first four to five months. And then when we hit 100, we, uh, we made some big noise on Twitter. And it takes a while for people to plan international trips. Sure. So uh, we're just starting to see people showing up right before the holidays uh, at our weekly meetup, I believe we had 19 people. That was a that was a record. So that was really nice. I think we all the stars aligned. Our CEO and his family were here. There were three digital nomad couples and one or two digital nomad uh, single guys. So we had a uh, a big crew there for that. We have a hard time telling exactly how it's impacting tourism. Right now, it is small, though. I, I can say that. Uh, just people have not had time to plan their their trips here. So uh, it, it is growing, though, most definitely. And I don't necessarily know when people show up here. Uh, a lot of them will come into town, and in the town square, it's a big uh, pond uh, that you can go uh, right across from the McDonald's. And if you look across the pond is a giant Bitcoin sign, like you cannot come to this island and miss this thing. And so people will often come over there and see that I've got my personal phone number on the, on the door, just saying, Hey, come on, I'll have a beer with you. And a lot of people tell me on Twitter before they come. So I think I've met a lot of them, but every now and then I'll look on Twitter and there's someone with a video, hey, Bitcoin accepted here. And I'm like, I know that business. And I've never, never talked to them. They never reach out to me. Uh, one of the first ones to show up, um, he was really great because he was doing his own personal bar, uh, bar hop, going to every bar that accepted Bitcoin. And for a lot of them, it was the first tourist that was not me that had <laughs> tried to use Bitcoin. So I'm getting these phone calls of, did I do it right? You know, can you come and help us train next week? And I saw the path because I get in these calls. So I'm like, well, I'm going to head him off at the pass. So <laughs> I, I waited at the bar that I expected he would go to next, but I never found this person. It was 
uh, some white guy and a Filipina, which is pretty stereotypical here. And I never did find out who it is. So thank you, whoever you were, you were doing God's work. We appreciate it. Um, how great is it that, you know, for this revolution, you don't have to go buy yourself a pitchfork. You can come to a white sand beach, drink mojitos, toes up in the in the sand. And as long as you pay for it all with sats, you're getting the revolution done. So that's really what we're asking for. Uh, Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador, they started their economy with a very generous donation of uh, a lot of Bitcoin from an anonymous donor. We are looking for those donors to be people that just come and have a vacation here. Uh, we're already seeing that digital nomads, you know, they're popping around Southeast Asia and they hear about us. And so they're like, yeah, all right, why don't we go over there for, for a while? Uh, I think we had a guy here for a month. So, you know, he just popped in to see it. Other people have heard about uh, similar projects in the area. And then they come here when they talk to them and they really like it here. So, yeah, we, we're attracting digital nomads. If that's kind of your jam, there are plenty of coffee houses here, all with wireless. They're set up for uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> we've got one guy, he's not a Bitcoiner, but he's just basically taking up residence at one of the small coffee houses. And I asked the, you know, the barista about it. And they're like, yeah, he's there every day. It's kind of his chair, his table. <laughs> And that's his office uh, here on the island. And if you picked one of our coffee houses and did the same thing, they would be delighted to have you. Yeah, so, sounds sounds awesome, man. What what's the feedback been at a local level? How's it being absorbed, or, or are you pushing out an education program, etc.? Well, we're we're trying to do education with our meetup. We advertise, uh, you know, education aspect of it. Uh, we don't necessarily get a lot of takers. Uh, most of the people that are accepting Bitcoin here are not doing it for philosophical reasons or anything else. They're doing it purely based on utility. So to them, it's just another PayPal, Gcash, what have you payment system. Only this one accepts foreigners. And that's that's kind of a big deal here because the two dominant e-wallets are Filipino only. So as a tourist here, you basically have cash and maybe credit cards at some of the larger establishments. I've been here seven months and there's only two places I use a credit card, McDonald's and uh, uh, the grocery store. So uh, there is just not a lot of places that are accepting credit cards necessarily, especially as you get to the smaller local pubs, they just take too much of a percentage. It's too much of a hassle. And so uh, they basically will take us and the dominant e-wallets sure. for the Filipino. Yeah. And is, 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 is tourism the biggest revenue generator on the Island or, or, or is it, is it oh, a small yeah, with, percentage? With, no, without question, it is probably the only uh, real um, industry on this island. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the, if you count the second on effects of people that are supporting the local population, of course, 
but yeah, this is a tourist island. Awesome. And then the the Philippines as a whole, one of its major exports is actually people. So a huge percentage of the GDP of the Philippines comes from overseas foreign workers called OFW. And to give you a sense of scale, there's a hundred million US dollars that comes in here every day. Okay, think about that number. A hundred million US dollars a day. And from what I've seen, uh, reports and so on, about 7% is lost to fees. So I want you to imagine Batman, the Joker, with his big pile of money there that he sets on fire. That is what's happening here. I've calculated it out. If instead of using the traditional remittances, they went to using Bitcoin, we charge a 1% spread on the exchange rate versus the 7% that is being charged in fees by the traditional remittances. That would increase the GDP of the entire country by 1%. So, I mean, that is a big impact on the Philippines. And it has the nice bonus of that increase is not just with one industry. It is pretty well spread out across all the Philippines to all of the families of the Filipino that are working overseas. So this would have a very grassroots effect on the lives of all the Filipino that have overseas foreign workers that are helping to support the families back home. So that is really what our business model is going after, is the remittances. Now, you guys over there, uh, do you use Coin Corner? Yeah, we have Coin Corner. Yeah, they're in the Isle of Man, so they're pretty yeah. close to us there. Yep. So Coin Corner has a partnership with Pouch. That's the company that is sponsoring Bitcoin Island here. And what they do is they're kind of like the strike of of Europe. And so you connect your bank account and when you want to send money to the Philippines, there's a button that says send globally. You choose Philippines as one of the countries that they go directly to. And then they contact us. We send a list of banks. Then the user selects that bank, uh, puts in the relevant information, hits go. And then invisibly we get those sats and we convert them to pesos and drop them in the bank account of the recipient. So what this does is lower the educational burden for the family back home. The less people that need to understand anything, just the better it is. So that uh, will get the basically instant remittances across countries with very very low fees yeah that's 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 deadly man and we have a lot of we've got a lot of uh, i can't remember the word you use but we've got a lot of filipino people working out here in ireland um especially in our healthcare okay. industry um why do you think the uptake on it isn't bigger is it just that people don't know about it yet they don't understand it yet uh so the so the technical barrier uh that Coin Corner has helped us with over there only came out in the last few weeks. So it, you know, it's just getting there for them. And 
now that that is working, it's time to start doing the education. And I think that a lot of the education needs to happen on the sending side. Because they're the ones that are going to open a coin corner account and send the money. Sure. So a lot of the education is really on that side. But you mentioned the healthcare, and that's absolutely true. That is uh, Filipino nurses are all over the world. I believe something like 30% of all working nurses in America wow. are Filipino. So that is huge. And I personally think that our first education outreach should be the, to the nurses in the EU because uh, nurses tend to have pretty good jobs. They're going to have bank accounts. They're going to be supporting the family and they work communally. So if we can get one nurse in a hospital to understand this, they are going to tell all their colleagues. And there's a lot of traveling nurse programs in America. I suspect the same over there. So if we can get, you know, patient zero, if you will, the first Filipino nurse to understand this, and then it spreads out, I think it can go very rapidly. Uh, I think it also needs to happen on the SENS side, because I do talk to Filipino here, and I ask them, how much is your family spending on fees to get you this money? They have no idea. They just don't know. <clears throat> and so they don't feel the pain of those fees because they just pick up the money and they don't see how much had to be spent on the other side for that to happen. They might complain because they have like a 50 cent fee for picking up at the window or something, not really that knowing that 50 cents, there was like 10 times that paid on the other side. And so I think these remittance companies are very good about not letting people on the receive side know that anything like that is going on. Interesting. Okay, right. So my mission is to use my network to try and get a hold of some Filipino nurses and connect them with Coin Corner. And, uh, and, yes. and, 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 I, and I have direct experience of meeting Filipino nurses and how amazing they are because uh, when my my grandmother, one of my grandmothers who's passed away now, but was looked after for, you know, we had home help and, and things like that. And it was Filipino. I'm just like, if it was, if it was now, it would be so easy. I could just like sit down here. I want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> so I yep. need to get it. I need and, to get... Um, if, if you're going to, to do this for us, what I would highly suggest is that you uh, get a Coin Corner account yourself or you already have one. And I can give you our our bank account. Send us one peso. It does not matter. Um, but showing them the process, or they might even know their family's bank account, send them a dollar. I mean, you're going to spend, you know, some amount of fees to do that because, you know, because there is a small set fee also. But doing that and showing them is really really important somehow when they know it's happened it is a lot better and a lot of them are actually remitting to their own account in the philippines so they they'll have their app right there and be able to confirm that it showed up somehow the magic of their phone lighting up when they receive money makes it much more real uh, i do that in more important demos that i'm doing i will just ask them 
hey, uh, what's your bank account? Let me send you, uh, you know, 50 pesos. Let me, uh, here, here's my girlfriend's bank. I'm going to send her, you know, two bucks and let's log in. By the time we log in, the money is already there. And that is just a magical part of it. Somehow it's internet, magical internet money until it shows up in a bank. Then it's real. And that's just how people think about money right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, I got to I gotta try and follow up on that and see if I can start it. If I can get one. And uh, if anyone's listening to this and you have contacts, you have someone there helping you out, you have access, um, reach yeah, out. Let's I, try and set something up. Oh. I, um, if they've got family that needs to be walked through it, on this side, as long as they'll do it in English, I'm happy to help them out from here. Sweet. That's awesome, man. And really interesting. Um, tell us a little bit about the island. Why would I go there? What's good? Oh, I know there's, I know there's margaritas uh, and white well, sand beaches. <laughs> I'm already sold, yeah, so but come the, on, the, <laughs> sell me more. Yeah, the reason, that we, the reason that we chose this island is it is already a tourist hub, not just for the Philippines, but for Southeast Asia. And so that is a big reason that we chose this because people want to come here already. Um, yeah, you've got the white sand beaches. There's all the water activities that you're looking for. Sailboats up and down the shore, whenever, wherever you want to jump on. There's always a, a kuya. Kuya means brother, but it's just uh, you know, if you don't know someone's name, just call them kuya, and it, it works just fine. So there's kuyas up and down the beach that'll pull you out on the sailboat whenever you want. The most common one would be the sunset cruise. They start up um, at one end of the island and sail down to the other. So you'll see just a fleet of of these sailboats going out every night with whoever they've managed to, to bring on board. Uh, we've got a world-class spa or two here. Uh, those are really nice, and two of them accept Bitcoin directly. So that's fun for, um, for that. Uh, we've got all the standard stuff, jet skis, uh, speedboats, yachts, um, parasailing, scuba, snorkeling, uh, a, an, an island tour, uh, the crystal kayak that a lot of people want to take their Instagram photos in. So all that stuff is here. Uh, it's very popular for the hair braiding. You see a lot of the Filipino uh will get the uh, their hair braided because this is apparently the only island that really does that. So when you go back home, everyone knows that you were at the island. Uh, so that's pretty popular. There are a lot of restaurants here. And I've, I'm glad to be here because I was in the provinces, kind of the countryside for a, lo uh, for a long time. And being able to come here and have good Indian food, good Chinese food, just a variety of good restaurants is is really nice there. Uh, we've got some really high-end hotels, if that's your thing. We've also got some really budget hotels if you're like me and don't care. Uh, I'm not spending a lot of time in my hotel room as a tourist, so I, you know, I just go with cheap, quite honestly. So that's me. Um, yeah, so those are some of the, the big things and like you said uh the people are just super friendly it is not nearly as aggressive with um hawkers as it is in some of the other island countries that i've gone as a tourist 
So that is that's definitely a good thing. Uh, you know, long white sand beaches that you can, you know, just start at one end when it gets hot, just pop in for a drink. And then when you're done, keep moving down, uh, down the beach. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the major one kite surfing. Ah, <laughs> so, um, we're on the ocean, but because it's kind of an inland Island, you do not get huge tides but you do get a lot of consistent wind. And so uh, this is definitely a kite surfing Mecca. I'm tempted to learn it, but I'm just not sure I would ever be any good at it. But you see kite surfers a lot here. So yeah, if you wanna uh, take the um, different classes they have, rent some equipment and learn, you see that a lot out here. Awesome. You'll have to get yourself out there, man. You don't have to be good. You just have to be enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what's the future plans? How do you, how do you so, see it working out ideally, like in the next five years? What would you like to see happen or grow? Or Oh, hyper-Bitcoinization. But I'm not sure that's going to happen <laughs> in five years. So uh, we are putting all of our onboarding efforts here on the island as a software company uh, no software survives first contact with the enemy, the enemy being the users. So you've got to get the software into the hands of users. And I'm right here with a usability background. And so I can report things that are confusing people, errors, whatever. And the software is improving rapidly because of that. Uh, once we feel that the software is really hardened, and I think we are at that point, uh, then we have to get all the different rails involved. Right now, we have rails to the banking system, and we have rails to the uh, phone credit system. But we're adding utility bill payment and uh, gaming credits because mobile gaming is a really big thing here. And the kids always want to buy the magical sword of magicness or you know whatever it is for 50 pesos. And so getting those rails is going to be a good thing. And then finally, for the truly unbanked, uh, they need a way of being able to cash out uh, to actual pesos when people send them money. And so getting those rails is, is really important. Right now, we can go to the banks and to the dominant e-wallets, which is often good enough. There's such a friend network that I don't have a bank account but my friend does send it to him and I'll just get the money from him. There is a lot of informal bank account sharing here. So uh, eventually we will get it so they can just go to, uh, they call it a pawn shop to pick up the, the paper pesos that they need for day-to-day -day life from those remittances. I feel like once we've got that, then we can start advertising on the national level. But right now, until it is fully baked, it doesn't make a lot of sense to uh, make a really big push. But that is definitely coming. Investors are seeing the work that we are doing, and they are investing. And that's where a lot of that marketing budget is going to come from. Deadly. That's awesome. Um, maybe just a little couple of minutes on Bitcoin itself. How, how do you feel, um, 
we won't really talk about last year, but but going forward this year, um, I, I suppose you're a Bitcoiner, so it's like you're probably just going to say, well, Bitcoin's one Bitcoin, Danny. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but, uh, well, but, unfortunately, I, I lost all mine in a boating accident the other night. That was, that was another purely, one. Very, very tragic. I live right here on the island, and I lost it all, but I, I'm thinking of getting some more. I hear it's a good investment. And so... Yeah, I, I'm definitely bullish. I don't have any real price predictions going forward, but I think higher is uh, definitely in the cards. You know, the halving is coming up, and we're seeing all these communities uh, appearing and doing that work. We're seeing new technologies coming around, these partnerships. Like right now, we're partnered with Coin Corner. But there's a there's an open API that we're using between the two of us, and you may be familiar that Strike is using that API or very similar to work with three African countries right now. So if you're using Strike out of America, you can just say send globally, pick one of those three countries, put in the phone number, and send in the very same way that I was talking about Coin Corner to Pouch. So when as we're seeing this this happening it is all being built in the bear market and that's when that's when money is made it's hard to believe that right now but you know people are working on it and getting getting the base ready for uh for further adoption yeah it's just regardless of of price adoption just seems to be constant it, it, it might be it might speed up and slow down but it seems just to be like it's like when you spill a glass of water and it just keeps spreading it keeps spreading like across the table it's just like it's not going to stop like adoption is growing and and i suppose it's exponential growth because the more people that know about it the more people that are going to tell other people about it and uh, you know so it's almost an unstoppable force and, and and i suppose similar to yourself i focus on you know watching the adoption watching the amount of wallets that are holding it watching the amount of people that are talking and new little communities that are that are popping up is is what's most exciting to me and price is the price it's the least interesting thing but the fundamentals of the price are if more people want this and more people use this well the price is going to have to uh, correct accordingly yeah it's going to have to go up and yeah just uh i feel like i'm living in the future of things right now because i just i don't use pesos very often at all and that is really really convenient you know my uh my girlfriend goes out and she she forgot to bring her wallet or whatever so i just you know send her uh some over over the bitcoin network and it arrives there and she buys whatever she was going out to buy and it it just made me crazy the other day she was in manila and her family she'd give them the last of her pesos before she left to the airport and then she's in the airport and she couldn't buy a, uh, a bottle of water and uh, normally i would just you know send her some money on the lightning network she'd go to one of the vendors and buy buy water but she couldn't and it's like this is so dumb here on the island I'll, a fair amount of the time, I forget to even bring my wallet, uh, you know, my paper uh, fiat wallet. 
it doesn't matter. I had a, a funny situation. I, I'd walked all the way down and I was tired. I didn't want to walk back and it's 15 pesos, about 30, 30 cents for, uh, a ride back. I didn't have anything. So I went to one of my vendors and I just asked if I could buy three, five peso coins from them. So boop, boop, boop. I send them 15 pesos. They give me the, the coins and then I could ride home. So it was kind of like buying bus fare, <laughs> you know, buying bus <laughs> yeah. tokens. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really uh, but interesting. But yeah, it's just so, so convenient. And, you know, half the time I spend from my strike wallet or other times I send from my, uh, my pouch PH wallet, it really just doesn't even matter. And so money just feels like information and very easy to get everything done here. So, yeah, it is. I feel like this is where the rest of the world is going to be in the future. And living it right now is kind of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Bill, it's been great to chat to you today. I'd love you to sort of direct people. Where can they find out what's going on? Where would you like to send people? Shout out your Twitter there or any well, other. Yeah, yeah, what I really want to send them to is, uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, the Bitcoin retreat that we're having on the island, March 27, 28, 29. So this is kind of our coming out party. And a lot of people, uh, when they first hear about our island, are kind of surprised because we didn't make any noise until we got to a hundred businesses. And then we got to 250, like in the next month. And so they're having a hard time believing it's real. And so we're inviting about 250 plebs out to the Island for uh, a conference of sorts. We're calling it an unconference, a retreat. So what we believe is that a lot of, these conferences, the most important part of it happens out in the hallways. Uh, you know, the guy that just gave the talk, he gets mobbed out in the hallway and that's where the real conversation happens. So we're focusing on that. I kind of think that if you go to a conference, there's probably 10 mutual connections that you want to make. And if you are lucky, you find two of them. Uh, a lot of us are geeky introverts and have a hard time just inserting ourselves into a conversation that we might need to be in, but we can't do that. So what we're doing at this conference is focusing on the social networking of it. We will have some keynotes, but the very first thing we're going to do is anyone that wants to get up on stage for 45 seconds is going to get up, say what their expertise is and what expertise they are looking for. And now everyone is going to know, oh, yeah, there's the Bitcoin Island guy. There's, you know, the LNURL guy. There is the BTC Maps guy. Okay, I've seen him. Next, uh, we're taking a cue from speed dating. Uh, the idea here is there'll be a circle of, like, all the community guys, a circle of the business guys, a circle of the dev guys. And so... The, those people will sit down in a circle next to an empty chair. Every minute a bell rings and people rotate from one to the next. So if you know you want to talk to the development people, you just get in that circle, have a one minute conversation with everyone and get a sense of, okay, these are the people I need to talk to. And so after the first 
you know, three or four hours of the convention, you will probably have had a face-to-face conversation with everyone that you wanted to. And then we're having the birds of a feather talk. So what that's going to be is on the pouch.ph slash retreat 2023 webpage, we have a link to a wiki. And so you can go on there and say, this is what I want to talk about. So there's already some ideas on there. It might be like um, informal Bitcoin to fiat rails for growing communities. If that is a topic that's of interest to you, like it would be to me and probably every other community out there, then you show up in a designated area. We'll have like seating for about 30 people, more of a circle than a presentation. And, you know, someone's going to volunteer to kind of be the MC of that. But there's no particular presentation being given. It's just a bunch of people with interest in that same topic all together in an area to talk about it. So we're going to have lots of those with topics that are chosen by the community. We're going to have big stage presentations where there's going to be five chairs on the stage. We get four people up there as volunteers. One chair is empty. And the topic might be OG Bitcoiners speak about the first 10 years. So now it's kind of a, uh, you know, a forum like that. But that empty chair, anyone that has something to add, comes, sits down in the empty chair. One of the other four people gets up and leaves. So there's always that empty chair. And I feel like there's a lot of people that probably have a two, three minute story that is worth hearing, but they're never going to get a keynote at a at a Bitcoin conference. But now they have that chance to get up there and share what they know without having to, you know, get a keynote do a PowerPoint or anything like that. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, then, of course, we've got our regular keynotes that'll be going off uh, at, at various times to bring everyone together. So that is the conference. If you just go to pouch.ph, right across the menu bar is a retreat. And we're really hoping to get people to come out there it's a three-day convention. Right now, we're reserving the third day just for going out and about on the island and experiencing all of the adoption that we have here. I expect, you know, each night people are going to have different events at our different venues, and things will just kind of happen informally in the evenings also. Sweet. There's some great, uh, you've given me some great tips. Uh, last year, I set up Ireland's largest Bitcoin meetup. Um, we had somewhere between two and 300 people at it. And uh, this year I'm going to set up an even bigger one. But I love some of the ideas that you've given me there for the networking. And one little tip that we done at it was I gave everyone name tags. So just as they're coming in, I wrote it and I was like, splat. And I just found it was help people interact. It's like, ah, John, hi, John. And, you know, to get, because that's what you want. You, want, you, yeah, don't yeah. Do, you don't want a lot of people come in, listen to some fell on the stage. A lot of people leave. You want a lot of people come in, start talking start making connections, start networking, because that's where the value is. The value is in the community. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we we believe too here. Um, some of the fun things that we're going to have is uh, there's a gentleman called the Dread Pirate Nakamoto, 
and he he's a pirate and he's a drinker. So a few <laughs> days before the event, he is going to drop off one of his twelve seed words at uh twelve different businesses on the island, and uh they're going to be on like a a, a seashell mobile or something very distinctive that will show you what it is. And if you can find all 12 of his seed words, they're, you know, they're numbered, then you can unlock his wallet and it's yours. So uh, right now we've got half a million sets in there. Uh, I, I expect some people are just going to donate to it for, for fun. And so I'll be putting those out uh, a few days before the event and I'll be picking them up a few days afterwards. And I'm hoping that someone will go patronize a lot of our businesses, get the words, and get rewarded for it. Half a million sats. Awesome. Sounds deadly. Sounds fun. I'm, yeah. I'm looking to make sure that uh, at the conference that all the food vendors are going to be our Bitcoin people. So, uh, you know, that's we're trying to support our community. The goodie bag that inevitably happens at these things I hope that everything we put in there is from our vendors or from our sponsors, of course. And then uh, one of the fun things that we're going to do is, have you heard of LightSats? No. LightSats is a great um, project that someone started. And we all want to give tips in Bitcoin, but a lot of times the waiter, whoever you're talking to, the taxi driver does not have a Bitcoin wallet. So what can you do? So uh, this this group, they'll make a QR that when they scan it, it'll go to their website, give them a tutorial on Bitcoin real quick, and then it will show them the Lightning address and they can download it to their new wallet. So that is something that you can do. And you know you fund these tips in advance and after you hand them out, if, you know, after a week or whatever you've put on there, then you just get the sats back. So you are not wasting the sats. And I like it because there's some proof of work that you gave this to them, but then they had to go download a wallet, go through a quick tutorial to get the sats. So that shows that they're actually going to be committed. And if I want to put, you know, three or four of these prepaid in everyone's gift bag some of them will maybe be for a dollar but to give you some context here the minimum wage in the provinces is three dollars and fifty cents a day so if you hand out one dollar tips that is a significant amount of money and tipping is not really a thing in the philippines in general so you going and doing that will be a good thing. So I want to have those already in your goodie bags. And then uh, I'll just make up a bunch of them and hand them out to people that have been using them uh, a lot. Here, here's some more. Go out and donate away. So that's something we want to do. And I know that not everyone is going to stay only at Bitcoin places. So we're making up little business cards to give to the owner of the of the business when you go there and say, hey, I came here 
to Bitcoin Island specifically to use Bitcoin. I was disappointed. You don't accept <clears throat> Bitcoin. Here is Bill's phone number, and he can sign you up and give a little pitch about it. And when these businesses keep getting these cards over and over again, they're going to uh, seek us out. We had a great experience uh, uh, right after the El Salvador event. I got back and a Korean gentleman that owns six businesses on the island found us because he wanted to accept. So that shift from them seeking us out is just a really, really good thing. It makes it a lot easier to close those deals when they're coming to us. And a lot of these businesses, they actually own five or six different businesses. So that one card that you give out might be something that lands us five businesses. Awesome, man. Jeez, you've got it all going on. Fair play. Um, is there anything else we haven't covered before we wrap it up that you want to you want to get out there? Uh, I think that's about it. If you're um if you come to the island, do not be shy. Uh, let me know on Twitter. Uh, I run the account Bitcoin <laughs> Island PH, so you can find me there. Uh, I'm just Bill at Pouch.ph if you want to send me an email. So do that. If you go to Pouch.ph, go to the retreat or the Borakai pages. Uh, the retreat talks about the retreat. The Borakai tells us all about the island, how to book your hotels in advance, where the flights come from, and so on. So all the information you need is right there in those two places. And uh, and beware, if you come to the island and you drink beer and you haven't called Bill, he will look for you. He will find you. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did track down that other guy. I couldn't find him, but yeah, I will. I will. So don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Bill, that's awesome. I hope to check in with you soon and, and find out in the future what's going on there. But a fantastic conversation today, and thanks for sharing all that. It's amazing work. Well done. All right. Thank you, guys.